Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Shakira Adkins. She likes to be called Kira, better known as Kira Savvy. She's a proud mother of two, originally from New Jersey, has called Delaware her home for the past 15 years. She began writing short stories, poems, and screenplays at the age of nine for church events and leisure, owning her passion at a young age for writing and creative expressions. Many years later, she married with a young child she pursued her career as a writer, taking courses for a Bachelor's of Science in Communications as a technical writing major with Kaplan University Online. She would then move on to obtaining a certificate in health claims administration with the Harris School of Business and obtaining credits towards her associates in human services with Dell Tech Community College. Of the many triumphs and tragedies Kira's life has, Seen at the young age of 34, her path has always brought her back to doing what she loves the most, learning, researching, and advocating for others through written and verbal communications. Um, Kara, Kara, having gone through a few career paths, ranging from warehouse worker to corporate management, she has gained the capability to understand the importance of education a positive outlook, and strong worth ethics, which led her to starting literally just top radio, LLC, and that's spelled T-A-W-K, to acknowledge with knowledge. Amid the pandemic in April 2020, Kara received a chance to fulfill and answer a calling on her life as a self-starter in her many career paths, she understands what it means to connect others to different thought processes and ideas for self-help. And without further ado, please welcome Kira Savvy. Hey, Genesis. How you doing? Hey, everybody out there. And man, I'm excited. I love the introduction. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And thank you so much for being here. And before we dive into our segment today, which we're going to focus on um, the importance of Black representation in media and what does being a Black voice in media feels like, I want to go through an icebreaker. So I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself. I love icebreakers. Um, Let's see, something that most people don't know, I absolutely love musicals. Like, as a kid, I saw myself as an adult, like, in the musical, because I love to sing. Just the, the choreography and the dance and then the storyline kind of all combined into one. And one of my favorite movies and uh, musicals, Hairspray, hands down. Yes, I was just about to ask you, what's your favorite? But you already beat me to the punch. So now we're going to talk about um, the importance of being a Black voice in media, because sometimes 
you know, media, it's very saturated. You may not necessarily find somebody that looks like you that you could really resonate or just even have that mentor, whether it's formal or informal. So with you being in the media space and forming talk, let's talk about how important is having your own voice and seeing representation to you? Yeah. For so long, it's kind of been one of those things that you have to kind of come out a certain way of thinking in order to represent your true, you know, authentic self. Growing up, I was always told to, you know, wear my hair a certain way or speak a certain way to fit into social um, or certain social structures. Um, there were times in my life where I was like the only black girl in the school. No one's tone of voice was like mine. No one's hair was like mine. No one's skin color was like mine. And so I was always told to put myself in position to fit into these environments. Like, for example, my mother had a phone voice, you know, which is actually a completely different tone and outside of what she would normally speak. My representation became important to me, and especially being a representative in media, knowing that I have to come up and show up as myself, you know? We often have these facades of who we think we are, of who we think we should be in the environments that we represent. And the one thing I saw in media, anytime I saw like uh, black news reporters, I would always ask myself, I wonder what they sound like in real life. Is that their real tone of voice? Um, their hair, is that actually the way their, their hair looks without them being on camera? Those things that really stood out to me the most in Black representation was, who are we, you know? Who do we want people to see? We surely want to be able to deny stereotypes about us, but how do we show up as our authentic selves to be able to represent ourselves, you know? And as a people, Black people anyway, we come in different shades and sizes and you know, colors, you know, it's just a multitude of ways that we can represent ourselves. So what looks like authenticity to us? I know I'm long-winded. I hope that answered it. <laughs> no, it definitely answers it because whenever you are taught to fit into a box that you necessarily don't agree with, then you begin to assimilate yourself or downplay who you are at the appeasement of seeking validations from other people who, you know, don't necessarily give a flying saucer about what you bring to the table. So, and you mentioned something of the hair. So me coming from a corporate background and I spent 12 years in oil and gas, it's like, they don't necessarily want you to wear your natural curly hair. But today you see, I'm rocking my curls. They're popping. They're not popping as much as I normally like them to pop because I was in a rush. But, you know, I could wear my hair naturally curly or I could wear it naturally straight. And, you know, that's okay with me, but it took me a while to get here because whenever you're in certain corporate spaces, you have to be mindful of how you show up because certain things aren't seen as, you know, oh, appropriate or groomed or well-maintained. And then you talked about your mother having a phone a phone voice. And that's very um, true, no matter what industry you're in. If you're African-American, you see some people code switch. 
because that's what they that's what they had to do in order to fit in. But why do we keep trying to fit into spaces where they never really appreciate what we bring to the table? Or if you hear someone who sounds and talks like you and I on the phone, someone may say, oh, I thought you were a white person or I thought you were Caucasian. When in actuality, I'm just educated and I can't help that I went to school and I know how to pronunciate and carry a sentence and et cetera. And then another thing is if you see an African-American, a black, or like I like to say chocolate drop, you can't expect that person to be the spokesperson for an entire racial group because not all of us think the same. There is diverse thoughts for a reason and it's time that you need to wake up and get with the program. So um, I want you to go a little bit deeper in whenever, what led you to forming TOP. And then I know we broke down the acronym in your bio, but talk about, you know, coming up with TOP, the name behind it, and what was really your inspiration? Yeah. Well, during the pandemic, like, or during the shutdown, if you will, a lot of us had time to really think, you know? And for me, it was a moment of thinking about, I'm kind of in flux. I'm in a medium between where my life was and where my life is going. So in that present moment, it's like me asking myself, I prayed about it because I'm a spiritual person um, and really asking God and who I refer to as Yahweh, the most high, uh, highest name of God. Um, what does my life look like from here? What is it that you would have me do in order to connect people to one another, even in a space where we had no connection at all? And the most profound thing that came up for me was the way I've always thought, the way I thought about myself, the way I thought about my surroundings, the way I thought about me as a mother, just all of these things coming out at once. So to acknowledge something, you're aware of its existence. You're aware of where you are, who you are in that present moment, and how you got there. But what about with the knowledge that you have that you can obtain to be a better person or to do things differently or to look at the hard aspects of yourself, of who you are, of your career, of your parenting style, of traumas in your life, the way you grew up, just all of these different things. Um, how can you put yourself in position to grow? And for me, knowledge is power. That's how you grow. I've always been I, what I call a student of life. I love to learn. I love to learn new things. And what it gives me is an openness to want to share that with other people. Or even if they know something that I don't, to promote that you know, to promote excellence. If it's positive, if it helps us grow, if it's a way for us to be better as a unit, that's what I want to do. Just better human beings. That's all I want to do. And category of self-help really came for me just learning on my own outside of going to, you know, school and obtaining four-year, you know, degrees or going to a four-year institution, there were times where I couldn't afford to go to school and I couldn't afford to go back. So I put myself in position to teach myself certain things. When I started my podcast, I knew nothing about audio editing and media editing. 
but that led me to wanting to go back to school to find out. And I'm a communications major finishing my bachelor's for multimedia journalism. So it all starts with one process, with one thought process. So when you acknowledge that, you continue to find and seek knowledge to operate out of your higher self, to be your greatest self. And what I do for myself is what I want to do for others. And it's like, I always say, it's there for you if you want it, you know? You have to be open and accepting to wanting to help yourself so that you know what you need to get from it. So you know you need who you need to talk to. Because we can't always do it alone. We can't do it on our own. But what we can do is acknowledge it and continue to gain knowledge from it. Absolutely. And another thing that you're doing is building legacy because you are a mother of two and you're pushing yourself to, you know, acquire that new knowledge. But as you are acquiring that new knowledge, Kira, you're helping other people um, gain awareness on various subject matters whenever you are putting certain things on your platform even though you didn't know, okay, what is podcasting? What is it going to look like? You just took a leap of faith to start something and you never know how that leap of faith can actually set you up for success. You never know how, you know, the topics that you bring to the foreground are helping other people because we we're all here on this earth to make deposits. And as we make deposits, we're able to make withdrawals, kind of like the farmer, if the farmer never sows the seeds, are we going to reap the abundance? No. So you have to ask yourself, what gifts and talents do I have? And how am I being a steward of these gifts and talents? Am I burying my gifts and talents? Or am I going out and multiplying them? And a way to multiply them is to educate and link arms with other people who have, you know, like minds, or they could teach you something or they could call you outside of your comfort zone or et cetera. And whenever I hear you talk about talk, that's what comes to my mind. And I like the way that you were intentional with naming it because it's like, just talk to acknowledge with knowledge. And then you put the radio aspect in it because sometimes people feel like, oh, you know, I want to have a platform, but I don't know where to start or no one's giving me a shot or whatnot. And to be a Black woman in media, you know, you're giving other, other people a chance who look like you and I, because if they don't see any representation in the media space, then they may not think that there's room for them at the table. So sometimes you have to start and be the leader, because we know there's a lot of celebrities in media, but if they're not doing anything to get to... Um, get other people to buy in based on the words that they're putting out because media, you know, what sells sex, sex, violence, and drugs and money. But if they're not putting any substantial information back into it to really educate and motivate people, then are we missing the buck? What are your thoughts there? And feel free to elaborate because I just want to make sure that I'm really connecting the dots, because I know you have the communications major, and I'm definitely not in that lane. My major is actually supply chain and logistics. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we could probably both teach each other something, because supply and demand, it's like, it's a whole, it's a completely different world. <laughs> and I had a um, civics class, an economics class, and I'm telling you, it's a doozy. But for me with communications, it's just, 
learning how to my what my communication style is, right? How am I uh, an effective communicator? And I think the images that we consume have like always been around. They've always been a part of the rhetoric, the rhetoric of um, black culture, you know, um, as far as like promoting sex, promoting violence, promoting drugs. It's kind of been around for a while. But we also had a time where there was what you call now conscious rap, you know, um, the far side, which is one of my most favorite groups. When do those things go away and how we increase representation? It really depends upon what we're promoting and what we're paying attention to. When we take an opportunity to want to know and want to learn and want to grow, then we'll redirect our focus. You know, prime example, what I call, you know, Ratchet TV, reality TV shows. For me, it was something like in a past time that I could just sit on my phone and just go through clips and clips and clips at a time when I needed to be numb, you know, when I needed to not think or not feel anything. But the aspect of what I was consuming was giving me a very specific picture of who, because it was typically us, Black folk, right, featured in these reality TV shows, of who we are when we face confrontation, of who we are in public environment, of who we are in the music industry, the entertainment industry. And because it's entertaining, we kind of take a liking to it. I feel like if we find more information around us to be entertaining, then we would, we would be entertained by it. We would find it fulfilling, you know? Everybody doesn't think that way. Mm -hmm. Another thing I think about um, on the flip side of representation, there was a, a time around when uh, Taraji P. Henson came on the scene and watching Baby Boy, but not after watching Baby Boy, it was seeing her in other roles, in different roles outside of who her main character was in that movie and thinking, wow, she's still representing herself. She's still showing herself, but she can still display these different characters. Like that's talent, that's talent. But her representation outside of that matters to her. Same thing with uh, Tiffany Haddish, you know, straight, that's like, I feel like, my sister next door, her tone of voice, the way she speaks, her laugh. It's like, I sound like that, you know? Like, so if it's okay for these people to show up as themselves and whether they're accepted or not and be authentic to who they are, like, why shouldn't we? Why can't we? You know, just being unadulterated you, unapologetically you. And it's time for us to really change that notion that we shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, everything that you said is just so, so vital and so important because we have to not only look at 
where we started from, but we have to look at where we're going because it says people perish for a lack of knowledge. And also, I would also say people perish for a lack of understanding because if you don't understand who you are, then you're always going to fall victim to what the world is trying to paint an image of who you should be when in actuality, that person is not who God created you to be. It's not who your maker or whoever you believe in created you to be. And, you know, I am a woman of faith and spiritual, and I believe that each one of us has been placed here on this earth for a very, a very specific purpose and reason. And until we understand that, then we're not going to be able to connect the dots because we're going to try to be in competition with other people. But as we begin, you know, to just really wind down, I want you to tell the listeners and viewers some tips that they could look out for to really help support Black representation in media, whether they are a Black person or whether they are an ally, because it takes different sides of the spectrum coming together and really intersecting to make this world a better place. Because you you mentioned earlier, we can't do it alone and we're not supposed to because Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't built by one person. And just like, you know, car, car manufacturers, it takes the engineer, it takes the testers, it takes quality assurance, quality control, and so many pieces to make a vehicle safe and secure to operate on the road. So if you think about that from a practical standpoint, and you think about uh, where you are from a business standpoint, and also personally, because we need to have personal growth and development, which is going to help us professionally. Yeah, so... I tell you, the theme, honestly, of this year has been collaboration. So about in a, I want to say, 20-mile radius of where I was, because I was in Wilmington, and I'm currently in Pennsylvania, there is a gentleman who has a podcast that I've never met, never known before. And I'm now featured on his platform it's called Mind of the Storm Podcast. Had I not looked at what he does and what he has as a chance to see something grow, for us to both come from where we are to get to another place, seeing that we're like-minded people, seeing that we want to support each other and support people or podcasters like us, support Black media, support the environment of Black representation, whether it be poetry, whether it be art, whether it be musicians, and just artistry as a whole. And then actually putting that with, you know, multimedia or, or Black representation, we have to learn the definition of collaboration. We are not each other's competition in a sense. We shouldn't be each other's competition. Now, we're constantly in a race to be known on certain plateaus in certain areas in alignment with the culture as a whole. But Black people have to, we really have to get in our minds that in order for us to get to what we see socially, we have to work together. We have to understand 
the meaning of collaboration. We have to understand the meaning of taking different parts from some from what we all had and putting them together to be able to grow and expand. Ultimately, it's not about just us individually. If we say we're for the culture, then that's an, a collective. That's an initiative. That means knowing what it means to collaborate. Take Genesis, for example. She has her own show. She has her own podcast. I have my own show, my own podcast. What we did ultimately is came together, short, shared our thoughts and our ideas to, to create something beautiful, to give something to the public. And I really think that's where we should start. We have to look to one another. We have to support one another. Reach out to see what's going on in your community. Who represents your community? What black representation is there? Because I guarantee if you go looking for it, you will find it. That is almost a guarantee. And then when we have platforms of any kind, we have to be open and welcome to receiving that help, whether it be from us, or whether it be from outside of us, you know, open the gate. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to let people in. You just have to know what it is that you want from each other. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to say, what do I want from this person? What can I give this person to be my greatest self, to be my highest self? Which is why I promote other people, because I know I'm giving something back. I know I'm giving something back to others. And that's what it's about. Absolutely. Collaboration is not the new competition. Collaboration is a way to really create synergies and bring everything to the forefront so you can go uh, faster and further together versus going alone. When you create synergies and you give, it is better to give than to receive. Because if you give, things will come back to you. And you may never know how it comes back to you. It may come back tenfold, a hundredfold, or a thousandfold, but you'll feel good because you gave with a genuine heart and spirit. And you also helped somebody else who may have looked like you or who may not have looked like you. But each one of us is, you know, is our biggest asset. And once we represent ourselves, then we're also setting examples. And as Kira mentioned, when you open the floodgates, yes, it's great to open the floodgates. And whenever you begin to build those um, relationships, it's good to establish boundaries so communication lines do not get crossed. So you know where you stand, but the other individual knows you know, where they stand. And then you have respect. I can't stress this enough. You have to respect one another in order to make sure that you don't have the WIFA method. Some may say, well, Genesis, what is the WIFA method? It means what's in it for me and change that to what's in it for we, because there's a way, 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 way. Listen to me. I can't stress way. There is so many ways out there that all of us can break bread together and really form that un unity. There's more than enough seats at the table for us all to eat and win. And there's plenty of enough assets out there for all of us to partake in. So don't allow, oh, well, if I, 
you know, collaborate with this person, they may pass me up. That's the crabs in the barrel mentality. You got to get out of that and represent yourself in a great light and help others represent themselves too. Because sometimes people may never find out who they are until it's too late. So I just challenge you to do that. And Kira, what is your call to action for this segment? What do you want the, the listeners and viewers to walk away with or do from listening to you speak on Black voices in media and Black representation in media as a whole? For one, pay attention. Pay attention to and support your Black voices, Black representation, Black podcasters in the area, journalists, uh, people who promote art, people who promote poetry. Support them because there is so much potential around us that is untapped that we don't even know of. And it comes from us not being able to support one another. Collaborate. Learn to work together as, you know, uh, Genesis said, with synergy. Let's take the concept of competition with one another out of our minds. Because truth be told, our communities are us. Our surroundings are us. We may not necessarily be products of our environment, but our environment is who we are. Take a look at what needs to happen in your environment, in your community, in order to see it prosper, it grow, for us to grow, for us to be better people. But most importantly, Definitely learn to collaborate. You don't know what gift someone else has for you just by putting yourself in position. And that's fact of the matter. And Kira, how can the listeners and viewers connect with you via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? You can find uh, past episodes of the podcast on www.ljpr.com. T-A-W-K-Heavy.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Savvy Kira. That's S-A-V-V-Y-K-I-R-A. And my live recording is every first and last Saturday on Mind of the Storm Facebook page. And you can find that and update at um, my Instagram and my Facebook page. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. And you just heard Kira Savvy, who's also Shakira Atkins, for those who know her. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. So there is no excuse for you not to connect with her. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We are found on 40 plus platforms. You can also follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kent for all things video content. We are ranked in the top 3% per listennotes.com and that is the top 3% globally. We are also looking for brand ambassadors and brand sponsors to continue the mission of Gems podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while bridging the gap and connecting the dots between diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging because it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. You can find out more information by going to genesisamarskemp.net 
clicking on the podcast tab and looking for sponsorship. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, take a, take a leap of faith, get outside of your comfort zone, and represent yourself how you want to be depicted, not how the world depicts you. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.